One year, I kind of got an idea. You know, I almost tried trap. I like to trap. I like to make lure, and I like to write. Where can it go from here? You would be able to spend more time in the woods. I was losing money hand over fish trapping, but I didn't care. Getting the traps out there is the hardest part, I think, with them. I would leave the critters in the back of my truck in the high school parking lot. We're going to set traps, like, no matter what. Some of these guys have trapped these areas for generations. That's got to the third this is northern Michigan. This is what you do. Represent in a positive light. I'm going to ask you guys a question. Do you know everything? This will be fun. Trying to learn something from these legends. Ask questions without asking questions. Volumes of Herb Lennon Game Magazine. Instructions from Herb Lennon. Herb Lennon's articles of Herb Lennon. They add to information, trapping radios. We are trappers and ourselves. To me, that's pretty important. All right, everybody listening to me? Develop a system yet that's working ahead of time to build big trapping. If you got very bullshit saying the judge, you got bog trap. They start talking about these big fans. Most of my tunes are coming from up top, not down bottom. Probably the best part of the country in the world. I don't get any better. Trying to set predator trash and trash waders. The back of that beaver looks like a sheer. You better edit this part out. Yeah, it was better. Hey, back at the fur shed. This is Trapping Today. I'm Jeremiah Wood. Thank you for listening in. It's great to have you here. We are brought to you by Cotts Brothers Lures. K-A-A-T-C-B-R-O-S.com. Hotsbros has what you need to get started on the trap line. Traps, snares, baits, and lures, books, DVDs. Go to Cotsbros, check them out. Onyx Maps, use your phone as a GPS on the trap line. Go to onyxmaps.com and use the promo code TRAP, T-R-A-P, for 20% off your first purchase. We got lots to say about Onyx tonight, so we'll leave it at that. And Moil, Mink, and Tannery, get your fur tan by the professionals family-run business out of idaho they do an awesome job produce a very quality product at a reasonable price they are the tannery the go-to tannery in the united states if you want um, to deal with a company that has a reputation for getting things done being dependable and uh, they, they they set the standard they really do so go to moil.net m-o-y-l-e.net i know april is a really busy time when trapper furs come in and uh, now, by, by this time, toward the end of July, I suspect that if you, uh, if you start sending in some of your furs to moil, if you're like me and you have some in the freezer still, um, you're probably going to have a quicker turnaround on that because I, I think they're starting to catch up with that backlog. But um, they, uh, they also offer a expedited service if you use their online customer portal you will be basically put up at the front of the line. So it, it speeds things up by, I think, about 30 days. So check them out, moil.net, and info, I-N-F-O, at moil.net. Let them know you heard about them at Trapping Today from the podcast, or just thank you for supporting us. So a couple of quick uh, news items to get to for before we start the show. As I record this tonight, the National Trappers Association is having their annual convention in Spencer, Iowa. So for those of you, uh, some of you guys are probably there right now. It looks like there is a lot going on. I've never been to a national. I would really like to go eventually someday. July is a tough time for me uh, for the time being, but yeah, it it looks like uh, a lot of activity from the people who I've talked with who have gone to nationals. They say it's just, uh, it's mind-blowing how much is going on, how many 
vendors and people and demos and activities uh, all kind of taking place over that weekend. So hope that everybody is having a good time there and learning a lot, getting their supplies and everything else. So uh, just I'm just looking here at a bunch of the the names of people that are that are doing demos at the convention. Marty Smith, Rick Hanseth, Mike Sells, Tom Parr, Red O'Hearn, Chip Davis, Sky Good, Larry Carrolls, Clint Locklear, Angela Hawkins, Alan Propes, Rob Driscoll. Uh, it, the list goes on and on uh, all the way through from Thursday to Saturday uh, and, and all kinds of activities. So that's, that's the NTA, and I'm hoping to uh, talk with John Daniel at some point uh, uh, from the president of the NTA and talk a little bit more about some of the things going on there. They're, they do a lot of good stuff, and I would encourage everyone to become a member if you're not already. And the second piece of news is that fur harvesters held their uh, a, an auction in July. I was going to say their July auction, but uh, they typically do not do this. But they had a lot of fur there that needed a home, and so they they started getting some demand from from international buyers. And because Canada is still closed to entry from people outside of the country. It was another situation where they couldn't hold an in-person auction. So they decided to do another online auction for the time being, try to sell some stuff. And it was, uh, results were pretty mixed. I'm not going to talk about that in detail in tonight's episode, but I'll probably do something next week. They're going to come out with a detailed report on Monday. So we'll have a little bit more. They, they actually put out a preliminary report. There was some good news with uh, coyotes and maybe some muskrats. Uh, there was very little to no demand for uh, beaver and coon. So anyway, they're up and down, a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but we'll get into that in a little bit more detail. I, I have some thoughts about the fur market, but I'm, I'm not really sure I've solidified an opinion just yet as to where we're at. So anyway, uh, tonight's episode, we're going to talk with Pat Connolly about using OnX maps on the trap line. And if you haven't already, go to trappingtoday.com. And if you scroll down on the front page of the site right now, uh, it's a few articles down. It's called OnX Maps, A Trapper's Perspective. And that is an article that Pat wrote for Trapping Today. Did an awesome job with it. Lots of pictures that and screenshots showing uh, how he uses Onyx on the trap line, all kinds of tips and tricks. He he does he goes into scouting like aerial scouting uh, from basically from your couch in ways that you can scout using the app. Then going on the ground and scouting and using the app to mark different things that you see. Talks about keeping things legal on the trap line using the app to make sure you know where you're at and prove where you're at. Um, and then using it while you're out there on the line marking. Uh, your set locations and taking notes on on the results of, of different uh, trap sets and everything else. And he also goes into some improvements on on ways that he would uh, he would improve the app if if he was the uh, the head honcho there at Onyx. So anyway, as you know, we we really like the product here. Use it a lot. Uh, I've I've got a fair little bit of history with the company. And uh, I, I really like what they've done and where they've gone so far. So um, if you haven't had a chance, check them out on xmaps.com. 
use that code trap TRAP to uh, to get 20% off your first tr purchase and you can also do a trial membership for free if you want so there's a couple of options there and yeah so uh, a couple of details I Pat mentions in, the, in tonight's interview about uh, the title. He wanted the title Onyx Trap. And actually, when I interviewed Jared Larson from Onyx Maps, Jared that, that works there, I titled that podcast episode Onyx Trap. And so I couldn't use Pat's title because, uh, it, well, it gets kind of confusing with search engines and indexing things on the site. I try to keep the titles uh, kind of unique from each other so so uh it's called on x maps the trapper's perspective but in honor of pat and titles i think we're gonna call this episode on x pat <laughs> so uh, and then let's see i had maybe one other detail we did talk toward the end of the episode about uh purple purple stripes being used to mark land as uh no trespassing or access by permission only and the reason that we got into that is Pat uses the purple color in his waypoints on areas where he asks for landowner permission and he gets denied. It's just kind of an interesting little color code symbol trick that that makes intuitive sense. Um, but I kind of misspoke, so I edited my missed speaking out of there. I thought it was uh, a little bit different type of purple stripe that was required, but I just looked on the Maine regulations, and at least in Maine, the regulations state that one vertical OSHA safety purple stripe, at least one inch in width and, and at least eight inches in length, means access by permission only when it's placed on trees, posts, or stones between three and five feet off the ground. And those, those are marked every 100 feet on property that's posted. So basically, if you do see those purple stripes, that is a... Uh, an indicator that that land is posted and it's just a little bit easier on landowners so they don't have to have specific posted signs every hundred feet on their property that gets kind of old so anyway pat talks about that a little bit we get into a bunch of details on uh, using onyx tips and tricks and if you guys have everything anything to add things that work for you as always feel free to email me jrodwood at gmail.com and we'll uh, we'll see what else you got so anyway, let's get into the episode. Let's talk about Onyx. Hell yeah! Oh, it's great. Hey, I'm. I got a. I got a. I got a bone to pick with you. Change it. I thought on because it's called Onyx Hunt. I thought Onyx Trap was a fantastic name for the article. I thought that was good. You know, I'm trying to. You know, what if if, if the trap in today thing doesn't work out? I'm really hoping Onyx hits me up maybe with a, you know, a pro staff position or something <laughs> like that. You know, maybe. If they could just send me on trapping vacations around the country, I'd, I'd, I'd only command, you know, a real modest, modest salary and, you know, just pay for my tags and all that, you know. Be yeah, better. well, mine's pretty modest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just, you just, for, you just send them my way if they need a, if they need a trapping <laughs> corresponder. We can, we can work it together, I imagine. I'm, I'm sure they got, I'm sure they got enough on the table. No. <laughs> it's very modest. <laughs> Send me a hat at least. I wear a lot of trucker hats. You know, That's I got funny. A, I, I had an easier time getting money than I did getting clothing. Really? Yeah. I got the. I got the. You know. You know. You're a true outdoorsman. I'm. If you haven't seen me in person, I'm a real ugly son of a bitch. But uh, <laughs> I got a big. I got a big beard and a bald head, and uh, I wear trucker hats a lot. And because uh, I get, I get, I'm, I run hot. But I have this the most fantastic trucker hat tan where I have all the lines 
of the the frame of the hat that are are coming through the mesh and then i have a like a sideways d on the back of my head it's real fun i'm going to a wedding this weekend they're going to definitely make some laughs nice. about that yeah yeah it's going to look my uh my it's a it's a it's a it's a next level of a redneck when you have the yeah. the red trucker hat, red trucker hat yeah that's right <laughs> so yeah so um i'm by no means a uh computer wizard um i'm technologically uh, delayed probably you know i was uh i was i'm probably one of the last generation that didn't like have internet their entire life yeah <laughs> you know i thought i was jeez no, it's i i mean well we were we were a little you know lower middle class we didn't get internet until my mother finished my mother's a teacher when she was going back to school to get her master's degree because they changed the the requirements that's when we got internet in the house so i was probably you know, early teens or something. Wow. Yeah. So, Cause I, I was, I think I, I'm, well, I'm, you're 30, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. 37. I was in fifth grade and they got, we got internet in our schools. Okay. We didn't have yeah. it at home, but we had it at the school and, and you could do like an hour a day on, you know, some chat yeah. thing. And it was like, Oh we wow, this is exciting. A lot of typing games. I did a lot of typing. <laughs> I can, man, I can type like, like a mofo, but I can, I cannot, you know, I can't code or, or anything like that. So you are kind of old then. You, yeah, a little bit. Yeah, things change you know, fast. Like, oh, I mean, I, I I do work a, uh, a uh, you know, an occupation that was popular in the eighteen uh, hundreds. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um, but yeah, so I um, I started using Onyx when the media guys were talking about it and. I did a couple free trials. Oh, you didn't hear it. You, you, you mean you heard it on Trapping Today, doc, Trapping Today podcast. And I used the code word trap. <laughs> yep. Yeah. That's for sure when I started using it. No. <laughs> so I, I've been I've been using it for a while. And I did, I think I included a screen grab of my, my, uh, all my waypoints just to show what a mess you it did. is. You did a good job. How'd you black a bunch of that stuff out? I didn't want anyone to step on my, step on my line. But how, like, how did you do did, <laughs> Is there like a, a feature on your phone when you do a screenshot that you can just kind of draw on top I, of it? I actually I have a I have a Galaxy phone that's got the little stylus. Okay. So because I I don't like to be a conformist, so I, I of course have to be contrarian in everything I do. Um, but it's cool because it's got a, a little stylus, so you can do okay. screenshot and then you can write on a screenshot. Okay. Actually, a lot of times if I'm on the road and I got to pull a permit or send an invoice, like if I have to sign something or sign a W-9 for a town I haven't worked for before or something, I'll use that and I can write on it while I'm on the road instead of having to print out a document and then fill it out with a pen and all that. So I actually I actually am like a little bit tech savvy in that because I've just, it's helped me so much with my business. Oh yeah, yeah. So what I did is I just, any identifying, uh, Markers, I I um blacked out because <laughs> I, I don't want people. Any to go, yeah, like you see like yeah. town names and property, yeah, yeah, yeah. Owner, property owner names. Yeah. Hey, I know where that is. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know he's he's trapping on my line. Yeah, I don't want to I don't want to start any problems. That's smart. So, one of the first things I started doing with it was um some of the uh like the public land layer. So there's a lot of of layers which you got to kind of mess with. Um, as far as like what public land is shown, what possibly you're able to hunt this or maybe not, you still got to do some legwork, but 
I was using it a lot to just drop access points. Like I found places where my first year trapping, I was I was walking about a mile in the woods of cages, and it was not a productive first year trapping. I I I didn't catch anything for twenty three days. Wow, dude! <laughs> so I was I was walking. I was walking. I didn't know it. I didn't know what I was doing. I and I was I was doing a lot of general sets. You know, this will be good for X, Y, and Z. Well, guess what? It's good for none of them, and you're not on sign. So <laughs> you can you can hope and pray. And yeah, there's a narrow spot in the brook, that. and an otter or a beaver or a muskrat or a mink might swim through there. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't even that. It wasn't even that good, Jeremiah. Oh. I might have been doing a little better. I for some reason I just I really wanted to fish her and I had a lot of weird I couldn't even I couldn't even connect with a coon because I I, I really I didn't even know what I was doing. But um I, I ended up finding an access point that saved about three quarters of a mile off of my walk to check my traps. So I was like, all right, well this is already this is already worth its weight in gold. But you know, the um the way you can the way you can just you can drop points. I use that all the time. Like I think I said in the article, one of the main things I do, I have a dream of doing a little mink and muskrat line. Cause one of my, uh, one of my mentors, he used to long line rink mink and muskrat and mass back when we could still use footholds and conibears. And, uh, he's like, he offered to lend me all his, all his iron. So, um, I, so you, I really, you, you make, you would go out of state, right? Yeah, out of state, of course. I'm not trying to. I, I have too much at stake to, to <laughs> catch a truck. Yeah, this will be this will be out of state. So what I do when I'm in the area is I'll be driving, and if I see a good culvert, because they have in, in this particular state, you're allowed 25 foot, sometimes more, but you have 25 foot off the center line or uh, uh, road right yeah, away trapping. Right away trapping, exactly. So what I do is I hit mark my location as i'm as i'm driving which uh, allegedly in my screenplay because oh yeah you wouldn't be you, you you're watching no. the road when you're driving yeah i for sure pull over and put my hazards on and throw my yellow flashing light on top of my truck and then i carefully hit mark my location and then change it to a um there's a, like a water crossing one i use that one for culverts and then i change it blue because what i found is for a while i was just using the red x and let me tell you what yeah, a night you, you get a lot of red X's on that. You one. get a lot of red X's. <laughs> and, so... and, if you, and if you don't label them, and if you don't label them, it's especially a nightmare because you're like, what was I thinking? Why did, Why was this spot important? <laughs> what was yeah, that? And, and the, it has gotten better because they've actually uh, added a lot of yeah. symbols recently. Right. That, and they also, you can also add it. You can, so, so right from when you, when you add a location, um right, right from where you're at you can hit it and then it brings it up to immediately edit i believe let me just do it on my phone while i'm in, in real time yeah so when you hit mark my location it comes up that was one of the, the changes so you hit mark my location it'll drop a red x and then it'll pull up and then and you the got bottom, your symbols in front of you that you can pick. well the bottom the bottom left hand corner you got to hit edit which of course you do while you're pulled over Oh, on the yeah, side of the road as safely as possible, not while you're doing 40 down the road. So if you hit edit, well, now you just swipe up and you have all your symbols, all your colors. You can change so it's the, the, the stock is 
the waypoint, the date, and the time that you made it. So, yeah, which if you're lazy, you just go with that. And then you think, oh, okay. okay, (laughs) You you just say, okay, I set my traps on November 2nd. And you go back and look at all the waypoints from November 2nd. That's, That's not bad. What I do when I'm scouting is I put what it is, if I can, you know, like otter sign. You know, maybe it's an otter latrine. Or something like that, you know. But otter latrine. That should be gold, man. That is the probably the best spot. Every, every otter goes to it, and every other animal goes to investigate it. They don't have a gold color, unfortunately. <laughs> I guess yellow. Yellow is pretty close, but so so for example, with like let's say it's a culvert. I'll put culvert. I might not put culvert because now I use the. Um, I'll tell you exactly what it is. It's called crossing. Yeah. So there's a little symbol that has. That. Yeah, I, I think I'm. I think I'm looking at that on your one of your screenshots. Yeah, that's that's what I use for culverts. So I hit crossing and I make it that pretty blue there. Mm-hmm. So then I know, okay, that's a that's a culvert. I know in my mind that's what that is. So when I do a mink and muskrat line this year, if this the state I'm doing it in has a three day check on conibears, so. Let's say, for example, I wanted to let it let it soak for a night or two. I can do that and then go check it. If I want to just check that line, I can turn off all my other waypoints, run that line, and then what? And then you can turn them back on. That was one of the things I actually found yeah, that out. That is nice. I the found, toggle back and forth, dude. I found that when I was writing the article, and I was oh, like, really? this, is such, <laughs> "This is such." I'm like, "This is such a game changer," because let's say, like, I've read. I've read and I've done it somewhat in practice, but in my opinion, one of the best ways to do it, if you're going to do a multi-species line, pick a species, bust your balls for a day or two and put that line out. And then the next day, check that line as you're checking it, do another line. So say you're going to do a, like a water line, do your water line, and then you're going to do a coyote line. So as you're checking the water line, do your coyote spots and put those in, put them as a different color, put them as a different waypoint. So what I find really effective, especially for ADC, um, I use a white trap and a black trap. So a black trap is something that I'm currently there. That is a trap that is working. I'm there. It's active. I have traps. I have to go check that trap. And regardless of check times, when I'm doing ADC, I don't let them soak at all because I feel like I owe it to the customer and I owe it to you know, my success, you know, I mean, beavers, I'm sure you know this, but they do get a little squirrely sometimes when they're looking at their dead comrades in the, uh, in the trap for a, for a day or two, they don't, they might cool off a little bit, which when I'm trying to be efficient with my client's dollar and my, my time too, it's, it's, it's a heck of a lot better when you can clean out a colony in a week or so than if it takes you a week or two or three and now the client's like, what are we doing here? What's going on? You know? So what I'll do is I'll then, when I'm done with a job and I pull traps, I'll change that to a white um, trap because some of these jobs, it the best you can hope for is to send the herd or at least remove the colony from there. Whether it's a big body of water that's connected to a bunch of rivers and tributaries or something like that, like some of these, some of these above ground reservoirs I work, they're going to have problems. They just, they are, I could trap, if I trap them every day of the season, there might be some more next year, just because you get the kickouts and stuff. The other thing too, is I have spots where it's maybe a secondary or third dairy dam that there's a main colony that's maybe on posted land 
or maybe on land where they don't allow trapping, or maybe it's just maybe it's just not accessible. But every now and then, you know, a breeding pair moves downstream and then they start wrecking havoc. So I'll keep those as the white waypoints because I, I very well might be back there. It might be a year or two, it might be the next year, depending on on what the population is in the area and stuff. So that's one of the things I use a lot. You know, the waypoints are a game changer. Uh, even when I'm, we were talking about how um, this time of year I'm kind of in the dreaming, the dreaming phase, yeah. just dreaming, dreaming of of long lining and dreaming of of big fur checks and dreaming of of you know colder weather. When I'm sitting at home, possibly having a few drinks like this evening, um, I'll I'll look at spots and I'll just look at the topography or I'll look, hey, look, there's a major river right here, and then there's two tributaries and they cross under this bridge right here. Well, let me drop a waypoint. That's worth scouting. Or maybe there's a bend in the river. Or maybe there's a hard barrier on some ag fields where there's a hard barrier. It looks like coyotes might be running there. You know, maybe you got a train tracks on one side. You got a river on the other. So you know if they're traveling through this area, they might run across the open field or they might be hanging this wood line or working somewhere through there. So that's a spot that I want, I want to pay attention to. I want to go there. And then you can better use your scouting time instead of just kicking bushes and trying to find something and trying to find that sweet spot where you just have piles of tracks all over each other. You know, you can kind of say, if I was a betting man, this might be the best spot. And it's not always, but a lot of times it's it's pretty close. You know, a lot of times you're like, eh, this is, this is, you know, this, this is real close to, to where I want to be, you know, so that saved me it a bunch. It can be surprisingly of effective from the, computer or the phone uh, scouting <laughs> yeah yeah and i'll switch i'll switch back and forth between the satellite i like so the two i use the most well there's only three but the topo like the topographic map and the um the hybrid those two i go back and forth between those almost constantly you know as far as just see what is there you know what am i looking at what am i you know i found in the neighborhood i live in we just bought a house there are these beautiful um like stretches of, like at the backs of everyone's backyards there's these beautiful long corridors of you know some invasives and bamboos and trees and shrubs and stuff i'm like i'm gonna do some trapping right there and i'm gonna see what happens you know because it you can see that there's just these these huge corridors you know animals are running them you know, I mean, you could do it. I've had the theory for a while and I haven't put it into practice just because I don't have the steel for, well, I, I have the steel, but it's just the time is more the problem. I would love to do a fisher line that's solely based upon missing cat signs. You know? <laughs> <laughs> just, I, no scouting, no scouting, just drive around and say, oh, Flu-Flu's missing and just find, find a patch of woods and slam in a set. And I bet the you folks that aren't familiar, that. Fisher are the number one predator for cats in suburban areas. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, I think, I think, clean up. I think, I think you'd clean up. It's uh, just you, a theory. Yeah. yeah. Actually, I knew, I knew some old timer Fisher trappers, one guy in particular who would drive, he would drive a hundred miles to get a dead house cat roadkill yeah. on the side of the road for fisher bait because he was convinced well, that they were the best bait for fishers you know there's an old i bought that uh the hawbaker book yeah the, 
fantastic book. Do yourselves a favor. And trapping just... North American fur bears. Yeah, yeah. man. It's the classic. That... It's pretty much the the book on trapping to get it started. Well, there's that one set in there that where they where they uh, find an old dead barn cat and nail it to a tree, and I'm like, I don't think it might be legal, but I don't know if I'm gonna do that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Mm, better not. You know, it probably you know. would work, but <laughs> there's got to be something, something as good or at least close to it. You know? Yeah. Hey, yeah. I, I just realized we should probably back up a step. So for folks who haven't been listening for the last hundred episodes or so, or have been living in a cave, Onyx is an app that you can download on your phone. And it provides mapping and landowner information and a variety of other different, basically just uh, geographical data um, that you can use to help you run your trap line, help you hunting, fishing, wherever you go, whatever you do. And so that is just kind of the basics. It, it is an app. It also has a, a web application. You can go to onxmaps.com. So you can view this thing on your computer, on your desktop. You can download it on your phone. But either way, um, Onyx Maps is kind of like, it, it, it's sort of a go-to spot for a lot of us trappers and hunters and fishermen to uh, basically map out where we go, what we do, scout. You got the aerial imagery. You've got waypoints, just like you would use with a GPS, uh, topographic maps, roads, landowner information, wildlife management areas, and uh, like Pat was mentioning, a bunch of different layers that, uh, depending where you're at, different states, different areas have different layers. But just to get some people up to speed, that's what Onyx is. You can go to onyxmaps.com, and on your first purchase, use the code TRAP, T-R-A-P, and you get 20% off. Um, but anyway, that's... Uh, that's where we're at with Onyx, and, and Pat has written this article. If you go to trappingtoday.com, it's called Onyx Maps, A Trapper's Perspective, and he goes into great detail with images, with, with screenshots, and everything on different ways that, that he uses Onyx. Yep. <laughs> and it, it, it is, it's, it's a heck of a tool. I mean, I've yet to have... And maybe it's maybe it's youth, but I've yet to have, you know, so much that I couldn't, you know, remember where my traps were. But there have been times where I kind of thought I knew where it was, or maybe you know, it's the last set you do, or it's dark, and then you check it the next day, and it's light, and you're like, what? what? Your it memory does. can play tricks on you sometimes. It really does, and and there, I mean, let's be honest. Every once in a while. Even if you're staked or wired off, you know, every now and then a beaver will pull out, uh, you know, pull a pull a corner bear away with it if it gets tail caught or, or paw caught or something like that, you know. I'm a big big proponent of the uh, the Canadian body grips, um, you know. But man, they've saved my ass more times than I can mention. And they, I, quality. This is, this is something Locklear says in one of his videos. We're just we're just we should probably tag him in this or something. Jeez. Um, you got to get credit where credit's due. I know it. He's, I, you know, he's he's a trapper's trapper. Let me tell you. And the the few people I know that have met him have nothing but the highest praises. He's the he's the real deal. But he says quality quality never hurts you. 
never hurts you. It always helps you, you know, and I, I can, I can speak to it because, you know, every now and then I've had, I've had beavers get paw caught and then just the weight of the trap dispatches them, you know, when, but they might, they might rip out your stakes. They might rip out your, your wire or whatever, you know, um, if, and if you're getting paid per beaver, that's, uh, that's, that's money. That's, it's not just the loss of the trap and the time it takes to call the game warden and tell them, Hey, I lost the trap or whatever. Um, another, another pro tip that I don't, I don't know of anyone else doing this, but I've done it at least twice now. Um, one time I was fishing on a river near me and I saw this red, like almost pointer finger size rope. And it was hung up on something. It was like springtime. So I said, well, I have to see what this is. So I stripped out of my skivvies and took a dip. And uh, what it was, it was one of those magnet fishing magnets. I don't know if you, have you gone down that YouTube rabbit hole yet? Nope, but I've heard of people doing this. Yeah, so so it's like these high powered, you know, cylindrical magnets that are maybe, they're they're powerful. Some of them are, are bigger than like a coffee cup. You know, what guys do is, They'll chuck them out, and then they'll basically reel them in or handline them in, and they'll yeah they'll find knives and and lures and some some people find guns and stuff. It's it's crazy. I've got, yeah. I've inadvertently gone down that YouTube rabbit hole. Those are hours of my life I'll never get back, and I'm not especially proud of it. But <laughs> but I I found one of these that somebody had just left, and I said I don't know if I'm gonna get in the magnet. Broke it broke off or something. No, it just got hung up on some rocks, and they just dropped the line and left it there. Huh. So, if somebody in Mass lost a fishing magnet, hit me up. I'll buy my own. If you if you own up to it, I'll give it back to you. But so now, when guys say that, when guys say that they're they're going fishing, they may be fishing for fish, or they may be magnet fishing. Right, but you know what they're great for? If you get a beaver, and it rips that is your an awesome idea. It, Dude, I I swear to God, I swear to God, at least twice, at least twice, I've I've been like, somebody must have stole my trap. Somebody must have stole. I said, you know what? Let me run back to the truck real quick. Let's just give it the old cursory search with the magnet. And I I swear to you, Jeremiah, twice I've pulled in, you know, fifty some odd pound beavers that were maybe wrist caught or tail caught in a corner bear that were maybe. 10, 15 yards away in the deep water where you couldn't see them because they don't always float. I don't know if you know that, but they don't always float. I do know that. <laughs> and uh, I have hand-lined in beaver on my, with my little fishing magnet. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is the score of the day. I, I don't know if I could get a big uh, magnet fishing following, but I do. That is another unsung hero of the trap line. And it has it has made me money because those were uh, those were beavers that I wouldn't have been able to bill for. And I would have been out, you know, a Belial or a... I just started messing with the savages, the savages. Yep. Yep. Jeremiah. They're good let me tell you. Yeah. It starches them. Let me tell you. It's there. I love my Belials. I'm a, a unapologetic Belial hero. And let, let's, if they're listening, Belial, um, please make some merch because I would love a t shirt or a hat or anything. Yeah, you know? I think they're into that. I think they're really old school. Yeah. I know. I'd love to wrap their stuff because they're great traps. Yeah. The savages, I've, I found myself going. I've been found myself going to the savages to, uh, you know, I've been grabbing them more, and I'm not sure why. The, they have one that's like a 12 by 11, and it's got the kill bar like a um, like a like a 1216. It's an MB one, right? The 1216, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, they have that kill bar. 
let me tell you, it's it's there's something about that bigger that bigger kill area, and I think they don't they're not as uh they're not as hesitant even even than a full size Magnum ten by ten. Just having that extra couple inches makes a difference, you I know. Or they, I, I, they may be more likely to go go through it, but you are more likely, in my opinion, to get tail or foot catches. Well, that that does I. I've only had one foot catch with them, and I, I, in all honesty, I've only been using them for a couple months now. But the one weird thing I did is I had a, I, I was doing damage control, and I had a double dam, I had a dam break set. And the way I, I sometimes do those, I like to, to um, double up, especially in the summertime, because you know you'll catch a, a metric f ton of uh, snapping turtle, <laughs> um, or muskrats or whatever is coming through there, where you, you know, it's just happens you know usually the good thing about the turtles is those those tough old dinosaurs you can usually let them go um are they are they legal to harvest in mass in massachusetts you can catch them by hand or dip net there is not a regulation that says how soon after you let them out of a 330 you can catch them by hand i gotcha okay if you can if you follow but they're delicious you can harvest them technically you can you're allowed yeah. you're allowed two a day when they're in season and the season's from uh mid July, I think it's like the sixteenth or the seventeenth, it's opening soon. And it goes till um sometime whenever they start breeding again, where they, they give them a break when they're on nests and stuff. But yes, you can with a fishing license you can get those in mass. And are they good to eat? They are phenomenal. Nice. Dude, oh my god. If you guys aren't if you're not putting up your turtles, there's I know there's there was guys that used to, they actually used to have a commercial turtle license in mass. And again, was a bit off topic, but I knew guys that when they were done beaver trapping and they were doing beaver for a living, they would switch right over to turtle. Oh, man. And same same in Maine. Yep. Yeah. Just just hammer turtles and they'd build holding pens and stuff and run them. I know um, Newt Sterling used to be real into it, actually. I know but it, there was some, some exports with um, export issues and stuff during uh, Obama's. Uh, rain or whatever, whatever we would call it um where basically he he kind of cracked down on it kind of destroyed the market for him. but i knew there was yeah there was some guys that were literally uh putting up some big turtle numbers his his video with uh, he has a video with lock there which is a riot uh turtles by the ton yeah that's a good one but anyway so i had one in the in the savages and uh i had him close because sometimes i get double so what I, what i'll do is where it's legal check your regulations I'll do a dam break set and so one of the states I trap in, you just have to be in water. There's no stipulation as to how much water could be an inch, could be half covered, could be fully underwater. Just conifers half of a certain size have to be in water. And what I like to do is I'll put one in the breach and then I'll put one, I'll dig a trench up to the breach and then put one there too. And you can you can elaborate on it more. You can do more trenches and more stuff, depending on how much time you want to spend on the set. But I did have one that must have got hip caught and he just kept steamrolling through. And he ended up getting double caught in two of those big savages. It was a big beaver, but he somehow managed to have, he was wearing two of them and both of them were suitcases. So it's it one of those things on the line of just scratching your head going, what, what happened here? What, what did I, if I could have a camera on every set, man, I, I sure would love to. Cause every now and then you go, sometimes it's better to be lucky than it is to be good, I suppose. Yeah. You and you could learn a lot. Yeah, not only the catches but the misses for sure yeah yeah so but um yeah back to onyx i 
for trapping, it's it. I think it might be a better tool for trapping than anything else because again, I think it's so too. Yeah, I think you, you, have... you would use this more as a trapper than any other aspect of your right. Because when I'm hunting, I'll, I'll cut a trail, or every once in a while, if I a bump a rough grouse, or as you guys call them, partridge, partridge. Um, if I bump a partridge or something, I'll, I'll drop a waypoint and just hope to, you know, maybe next time I'll be around this area or something, but you, you can just, there's so many waypoints. There's so many different colors. You can have it color coded. Like the idea, if you guys are in states where you have multi-day treks and you're running multiple lines, you're, you're silly if you don't do this, because the other thing it does, I can, I'll run my line backwards. So. What I'll do sometimes, let's say I have half a dozen. Because you get bored. Well, sometimes that, but sometimes let's say <laughs> let's say I have a, a pretty pretty good line that's you know, you know south to north, and I got half a dozen sites where I'm where I'm working ADC or something like that, yeah. and then I get that oddball call that's Way east north. of it, or yeah, or just out out in left field or right field yeah. or whatever. Well, what I do. And this is gonna. I'm not trying to rep for Google. Google doesn't give me any money, unfortunately. I've reached out if they want to sponsor a trap, but they're not all about it. Um, Good luck. <laughs> what I'll do is, um, when you click on a waypoint, it comes up with the all the info, but it has the longitude and latitude. So what I'll do, when you click on that waypoint. I'm just doing it in real time because I'm trying to make sure. We just by clicking on it, like you have the waypoint, hide on map, and then you have the longitude and latitude, and to the right of that line, it says copy. So, especially when I'm working in areas that maybe I'm not familiar with, I'll copy it, drop it into Google. In the right hand corner, hit the three dots, say add stop, pick my next spot, boom, drop it in, next stop, next stop. And, and it's really, it's it's you can do it you're talking like, into google maps into google maps like yeah. if you use that to, to use as as your gps which i think a, a lot of people do or at least a lot of you know maybe young people do i like to uh i like to have it running um because i'm looking for sign when i'm driving to be honest i like to have it be like hey hey dummy yeah you got a little turn coming up um but also, again, if you're in an area that you didn't grow up in, you're not familiar with, you're just state hopping or, you know, you might not, it might not click the way to get to that site the first or second or maybe even third time. It takes a little time. So then I got a site out in, out in left field or right field or whatever. I'll copy that in and I can, you can, when you're in Google, then you can drag and drop all your site and you can basically just kind of mess with it. It takes a minute or two. But you can get it until you got the, the shortest travel time. So my first site and then my house is the last one. But the ones in between, I can kind of move around and say, okay, if I do it this way, it's six hours. If I do it this way, it's only five and a quarter hours. You know, whatever. You can you can mess with it like that. And so that's what I mean when I say I run it backwards. If you had a multi if you have a multi line where you have whoever, you know, some some states have some awesome checks you know somewhere i'm like i'm some of them I'm, I'm, I'm amazed you guys still have some of those like some of you guys that have like five day checks or or just no check laws you could do 
all your let's say it's usually it's out west let's be honest and we won't name names so they don't get in trouble with their with their animal rights army um or whatever um you can you can basically let's say you have this one line going one way you could do that line in one color and then you could do the next line in a different color then you do a next line in different color so if you're doing like some of those big high production coyote guys working 100 you know two three four hundred miles a day and you're doing it multiple different things where you're checking every three you're maybe you're checking every three days well guess what now you have all your all your sets they're all in there you say okay today's line a you go to my content you go sort by type you can sort by the age the you know new or old ascending descending there's another thing where you can sort by the type of waypoint so if you are using like i do i use a trap symbol for either active or inactive well you could work your blue trap line one day your brown trap line one day you could drop and then you know so on the, the possibilities are incredible you know i have a bunch of bobcat sites i'm really trying to get after bobcats hard i have a in mass i have a um i messed this up last time and i'm really trying hard not to our season is from november 1st to november 30th you messed in, it up <laughs> in in um no um i messed it up because i said the 31st last time and i also messed it because i forgot to clarify that only half of mass has um has the uh, about season so I zone up on that. yeah i i messaged you back about real bad like i was all the aspiring mass trappers that heard the podcast <laughs> excuse me all the mass trappers that are aspiring to start trapping and they listen to my bad info but so zones for all those aspiring always, always check your regulations guys yeah one through eight have Ooh, excuse me one through eight has a bobcat season one through eight and it's from november 1st to november 30th because there's only 30 days in november not 31 if you're trapping november 31st you're going to catch a charge um <laughs> possibly for time travel um anyhow i'm really trying to get after cats hard because i caught three this year and i barely Ooh, geez i'm sorry i barely even tried i was literally i was after them I I put out ten sets, like in at sometimes I had like seven out. It was really um, it was re I really wasn't trying hard for bobcats, and I ended up um, I got three and like that was a pretty good. I thought that was a pretty halfway decent catch catch you know percentage. So like when I'm setting my bobcat line, I have all my bobcats in one color. So when I go out and set my line. I can turn everything else off and I can just have all the spots where I cut a bobcat track or there's a beaver swamp that looks really tasty or there's, you know, wh whatever it is, I can just go work that line, get all my sets out, get them in, and then I'm good. So now that layer, I can put all my other layers back on. You can take them off, put them on, you know, and Onyx has actually gotten a lot better because I think you mentioned it where if you have a lot of waypoints, um, sometimes they uh <laughs> sometimes they just disappear on you i don't know if that still happens to you well the the problem the problem <laughs> is somewhat related to my phone for, for me oh, okay. um my 
my model of phone doesn't particularly do well with Onyx. Okay. And so I have had one of my problems I had was that I have probably two thousand waypoints. Oh, you you got me beat. I only have I have just under a thousand right now. And my first when I go offline, mm-hmm. it for some reason it's thinking so much that that's the only way I can interpret it. It that it slows things down to where it freezes up because uh, because it's trying to process and print like all of my waypoints on the screen. And and so th- there are ways around that. What I've found is that if I if I uncheck, if you just go into my content and mm-hmm. you, you uncheck the waypoints that are not on the active screen, all the red X's. Yeah, all the red X's. <laughs> um, it, it'll it'll slow that. It'll it'll basically reduce the requirements of that. And so oh, okay. it's basically, it's just producing the waypoints that you can see in your visual area that they oh, have on your screen. And so it, that has solved most of my problems in terms of like actually trying to deal with so many different waypoints. Oh, I see. That's I thought it was just because I was bogging down the system. I thought I broke. I thought I broke on X to be honest. Well, you were you're probably bogging it down, but but if you if you um, reduce that bog, mm. so that works good. It, I'm glad you mentioned the uh, the offline too, because that is especially when you're in more rural areas. Like you and I are both New England guys, so we we are so uncultured that at, on occasion, you know, we might be in areas that don't have cell coverage, and I'm sure that's uh, a lot of trappers might run into People that. People would assume that Massachusetts must always have cell coverage, but they don't realize that you do have hills in that area, and you have to have a line of sight pretty much you know, to be able to get coverage there's a fantastic um like funny it's a map of massachusetts and it just basically like breaks down like the assumptions of massachusetts like if you're not from here you basically think of like it's all boston and it's all wicked pissa and all that sort of stuff you are irish and, aren't you yeah well, but i love it i got it <laughs> If I have too, if I start speaking with a Boston accent, it's because I've had too many beers and I need to shut off. Um, that's typically what happens because my mother's from Brockton, which is like a suburb of Boston. It's about 20 minutes away. But if you notice, I don't think I have a quote unquote Boston accent, you know, because I'm in the western part of the state. So it's like a, it's it's so it's so very different. It's it might as well be two states. Is it kind of like southern Maine and northern Maine? It, you know, it's more extreme because like from if I like most people, I think, break the state down into like thirds. So there's like Boston area. It should actually be fourths because there's the Cape and Islands, which is its own thing. It's like beautiful, you know, beaches and all that sort of thing. Then there's the Boston area. It's all major metropolitan area. There's Worcester. But even when you get to the outskirts of Worcester, so Worcester is pretty close to the central part of the state. And there's, you know, some some very uh, rural areas surrounding it. But when you get out to Western Mass, we, I mean, we have we have Springfield, we have Northampton, but that, we don't have a lot of big, big towns. Pittfield, which is probably the biggest town in the Berkshires. Like, I could be in the Berkshires in about 45 minutes. So it's like, um, that's where it's like, truly rural you get these huge 
pieces of public land like it's very mountainous you know you start getting into those like green mountain regions and then you get into like vermont and stuff and you can get into vermont from even you know eastern central mass you know if, if that makes any sort of sense so it's it's you might as well divide the state up into to fourths because it, it really is it's entirely different you know we 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 have it's the same I, I feel like my region is more similar to like new york or or maybe even southern upstate new york and some of like southern vermont southern new hampshire where you have a good amount of land and stuff like that so it it, it is it's interesting because people just you know some people when you say oh you're from boston are you from massachusetts oh boston like nope there's a there's a lot of other towns out there believe it or not <laughs> you know so i am from the the more rural more a lot of hippies a lot of rednecks a lot of college students and stuff you know where i was before we moved it's even it was literally like the five college area there's like five major colleges all in that area so it's a it's definitely an interesting state and like a lot of states, you know, not just to briefly touch back on the, uh, you know, the voting and the and the politically active side of things, you know, well, Boston kind of makes the call for the rest of the state. And what's right for Boston, you know, might not be right for Western Mass. You know, what's right for Santa Fe might not be right for the rest of New Mexico, you know. Yeah. But the offline stuff has saved my butt more times so you can lose cell coverage there you can and some of the some of the states i go and trap into that that you also have the uh very very real possibility of losing cell coverage and what's um what's good about it i've actually had if your google maps you know craps out on you or if you accidentally x out of it it happens um you can actually I've used Onyx to get back to like a road where I know where I am and then find my way back to a highway or whatever. You know, it's, it's when you're offline, it, it, it still uses your, you're still touching satellites, even if you may not have cell coverage and it might not be perfect. Like I've been a little spun around in the woods and it's not perfect as far as like when you're no, walking. It's, it's very grainy, but you can kind of see some background there. Right, and every now and then it'll kind of do that that death spin thing where you're heading in one direction and then you look at the map again. Like yeah. that's that's one qualm I have is like the um when you're when you're in your maps you can hit the uh, the crosshairs and that'll show you exactly where you are within a certain degree of accuracy. And then if you hit them again, it'll give you kind of a, a waypoint as to which direction your phone's facing. But if you're walking with your phone, it can get a little messed up because you know your your phone's moving, it's it's throwing it off and stuff like that. So I've had times where maybe I go two, three hundred yards one way, and then I realize because of my little blue dot moving that I'm like, oh, I should have actually been going the other way. But it's enough where at least if I didn't have that, <laughs> I might have been a little bit more lost than I was, you know. This is Not the section of Pat's article where titled improvements where he talks about things that onyx could improve and the beauty of it is if somebody from onyx is actually listening to this or we can get them keyed onto it they are constantly making changes to the app and so like every couple weeks i get an email with updates on new things that are coming on and new features and things that Mm -hmm. they fix and change and maybe maybe some new pro staff who knows you You know know. (laughs) <laughs> but that's so that, 
but that's the sort of thing if you're driving because you're covering so much ground it shows you which way you're going much much quicker because obviously your car's going faster than you're walking so i've actually i've used it to get out of some situations where i might have been in some podunk town asking for directions whereas i can actually just use it and just find my way out of it so that's that's something that's that's really cool that i i do use a lot you know and you can see like oh all your waypoints are still there i'm like all right i got one down the road here i got one here i got one there you know like it's it it really it's an amazing piece of technology um i think somebody else said it i forget who exactly it was but if you're in a state one of the states i trap any land that isn't your own that isn't public land or isn't you know highway trapping or um you know a a, a navigable waterway that's a that's a weird one that i've had some talks with EPOs about. I'm like, what does that mean? Like, well, when it's at its highest, can you float a uh, can you float a canoe down it? I'm like, okay, all right, you sure? You sure about that? But um, if you have a, a spot where you need permission, um, it's really great if you can get written permission. You just save that. Or even if they, if, even if let's say you're texting the guy, hey, can I trap your property? Sure, no problem. I'd love to have you. Take a screenshot, put that in the picture, or we were talking before about the um, the the red X's, the dreaded red X's. Well, if you can take an extra second, you can take a picture and you can take it either from your gallery on your phone or you can take one in real time. You can bring up your camera and take a picture. You know, take a picture of why you put a waypoint here. Like I, I found, um, I had one spot, I caught like three different critters on this one game trail, which was super cool. I, I, I had a, I thought it was awesome. I just, I blind set with a Comstock cage. I went there probably this time of year and I found this trail that was just beaten down. You know, it was, it, despite everything's all lush and green and overgrown and there's just stuff everywhere, but I found it, dropped it, took a picture of it and I could save it. So I know, okay, there's that tree. That's the trail. So come November, the landscape might look very differently than some of almost always now you can say oh there's that tree oh, okay that's where the trail was so now you know they're on sign you know it might not be as thickly covered you know but you're like oh this is why i dropped away right here this is where the trail is this is where it lies so you can be on the sign on the spot you know and and and, and catch the critters you know so game trails that's a, that's one of my my most used ones you know Permissions, permissions are, are a game changer. And just from, I've, I've done some sales in my life. Just to Obviously. be. Obviously. <laughs> just to be on that, the basis where at least you, you have something. You're not just some guy walking off the street, door knocking him, not like Pat trying to get beaver work. But you're like, hey, is this, is this John's place? Oh, no, John's my father. I'm, you know, but now it's my property. Oh, okay, well, hey do you think i could trap your property you know you at least have that kind of intro it, it people are a little more more receptive they're less standoffish than if you're like hey uh is this your place who are you yeah, hi you, right and you know whether yeah. they own five acres or 500 acres well that too and that's that's the other thing i used i actually got a permission the one where i ran into that other trapper um, which unfortunately i had to back off that a little bit just to avoid conflict but it turns out they owned 
several, you know, 100 acre portions. They had their main dairy farm and they had a couple spots um, where they did corn and they did hay fields. They did, so they had, they had this one spot where I thought, okay, you know, there's a dairy farm. Let's, there might be a calf dump. You know, let's, uh, this might be a this might be a hot spot for for some animals moving through. And then by looking up the property owner's name, which is something you can do in the search feature, I could look it up, and I I found probably half a dozen other properties. I said, "Well, is this you too? Yep, that's us too. Oh, is this you? Yeah, that's me, and that's my brother's place. But those are fine. To, those are good to go to. You can trap those as well. So something like that, like." They might not bring it up if you door knock them at their main property. Yeah, they wouldn't they even think of like, like. They'll be like, "Oh, sure, absolutely, you can trap here," but you don't. They don't even think to tell you. Oh, but we also have this hayfield that's got like a swamp in the middle. I don't know. And they, they might not even think of it. And if you can say, exactly. yep. "Well, is this spot also all right? You know, is this cool? Is this?" And even um, I use it sharing waypoints. I have a buddy that uh, I hunt with a lot, and like this year we were going waterfowl hunting. And he goes, we're going to try out this new spot. I've scouted it. It looks pretty good. He was able to send me a waypoint, you know, and, and he, I could just add it to my Onyx, to my waypoints. Um, not that I'm going to go there without him, but, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you can have it in your thing. So when I had to drive there to the spot I'd never been to, it was easy as just plugging in the coordinates into, into the, the, the Google. Um, and let's say, God forbid, if, if it's okay, or let's say, Maybe you have a partnership. Um, what if, if you have, a yeah, what if you break your leg and you can't go check your right. For example, like like uh, 2022, you know, when it's another up year for for mustelids, you know, because they're all on cycle. Maybe I'm up there with Jeremiah. He's got to work, but I took some vacation time. I'm staying with him, and we're trapping Martin and Fisher, of course, as payment for writing such great articles for on it. You know, I've got <laughs> J- Josh from Alaska is actually coming 2022. Oh, so so all three. So so here's the thing. All three of us are hanging out. <laughs> We're having a great time. And let's say, you know, all right, you know, Pat, we need some bait. Why don't you do a little beaver line? And <laughs> Jeremiah is going to start with the with the with the mustelids, and and Josh Malaska do another mustelid line. Well, you know, maybe let's say we're not going to point fingers, but maybe someone's a little overserved one night, and they're not quite feeling up to checking the line in the morning. It could happen. I'm yeah, just yeah, take here. care. Yeah, of a couple trappers, you know, are, are hanging out. It, it happens. The fire's going good, and you stay up a little too late. You know, you can you can use that if it's if it's allowed or whatever the partnership requirements are. Obviously, by your state legs and stuff like that. You know, one of us could check the other's line, or if you got to work and 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 you know, oh, this would be a great spot for a foothold. I don't want to do the links exclusion boxes. Well, let me do a foothold, but I got a buddy that could check it for me. Because I got to work these days, but I'll be able to check the next day. It, it's something like that. It's so easy just to just to share it. You know, it it takes a lot of the a lot of the stuff out. And there's also on top of the photo, and I think I mentioned this in the article. Well, you can do notes. So you could even do what lures you used. If you're doing a coyote line, like I, I messed around with it a little bit, and I was having difficulty with i'm not always the best at keeping notes i don't know if anyone else is guilty of it but i, I gotta be better but i was like which which bait did i use what lure did i use here what combo did i do here you know you remember the set but y- you know you don't want to you don't want to throw the whole smorgasbord at them and uh you know 
educate them unnecessarily, you know, give them, give them all the tricks in your bag before you can really get after them, you know, that's a great spot to jot down. Well, hey, here I did this call lure, I did this bait, or I did this lure, this lure, and this bait. You know, you can keep all that. And you could even do, let's say, um, it's you have a flat set. All right, this is a flat set. This is the bait. This is the lure. This is the call. And you could even keep a little tally, okay? You know, it's very easy to edit it on the go. So check one. I'm not saying write it all out, but maybe you just even do like a, you know, one for one, you know, nothing. One for two. One, you know, you can just change it as you go and keep track of, you know, how many animals did I actually pull off that set? How many animals did I pull off this spot? Is this spot I'm even going to trap next year or was it not worth the sweat equity? You know, you can, you can, it's the sort of thing where you could have it basically be your notebook and do all of that on the app, on the waypoint. So then it, it keeps you honest because, I mean, I've had it happen where I'm like, I think, a, I think something's working really good. And then you actually break it down by the numbers and you're like, oh, it's uh, yeah, the, the, the narrative and the numbers usually paint two different pictures of what's actually going on. And the numbers, I, can't, the numbers can't lie. I, yeah. I need to be a little bit better. So what I do is I use Onyx to to mark all of my locations, but then I have a journal where I keep track of the actually, you know, what what's caught, you know, the lure, the type of set, and what I catch at each check. And the problem with that is, you know, it works pretty well when you're actually on the line, but when you at the end of the season, I don't actually go in and enter that data and oh yeah, and analyze it, you know. And I'm still trying to get to the, to the to the point of keeping track of it all. So I think it, if if you could find a way to actually have that in this database, you might be able to uh, more efficiently keep right. track of what's right. what's right. Working. This this set, you know, I caught three coyotes on. So like this bait, this lure, this set, you know, the remit, you know, there's 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 a decent amount of room in you that. Do pictures. Would pictures work? Like when you make a catch? You you can add multiple photos. You can add more than one. I don't know what the I haven't messed with it enough to know what the cap is, but I know you can at least do two or three. Oh, let's okay. see right now. Let me, let me mess with my X's. Um I think I think it's at least let's see. Yeah, you could you so when you take a photo, there's a plus to add another photo. Now there there may be a cap on this, um, which there very well could be, but yeah, maybe you have a catch. So you say, all right, well, there's, you know, four different coyotes or there's, or there's, I caught three mink and, and five muskrats out of this one particular set. You know, why is this one working so good? Yeah. It looks like you, I, I got at least three or four now. So that might be the way to do it as far as like, oh, this is how many, this particular location produced. Right. You know, so something, something like that, it's really, there's, there's probably even more, you know, but just finding the public land, finding the landowner permission, scouting from the sky, you know, just checking it out. It's so easy to add or delete a waypoint. I've had spots that I thought were great. And then when you get actual boots on the ground, you're like, eh, it's actually not that great. Yeah. You just you just delete it usually, or you just have a random red X for you to confuse you later, you know? <laughs> you, you know what I but, like is your... Um people that you ask permission like what you said you're a salesperson right it so like you you talk to a lot of people and some people don't give you permission 
And yeah. you actually have a different way of marking those waypoints and so that you can say, hey, those are guys. I don't need to bother them. I can yeah. see if things change and ask them right. later. Yeah, so I, I think it was like – I don't know if it's real. It might have just been one of those random photos going around online. But something I, – I, I believe – correct me if I'm wrong, but I think in some places a purple blaze on a tree is carries the same weight as an actual posted it, sign. It's pretty – pretty uh widely used that a purple, purple blaze means no go. Yeah. yeah yeah so what i'll do is i'll use the access there's an a access symbol and if i get denied then i'll change that one to purple so that i don't i don't bother them again or maybe you know i've i've had people turn around you know sometimes you get them talking but getting them talking is the best thing you can do and yeah, the best then you understand do, where they're coming from, what their motivation is for denying mm-hmm. you permission or whatever. Right. Ask, ask to trap and then take it from there. And finally, it's time for the Cots Bros message of the week. And I thought I'd take this time to talk about Cots Bros lures because we talk about Cots Bros from the perspective of a trapping supply company which they are they've got basically everything you need but the title of the company is Cots Brothers Lures for a reason because they started out as lure makers and Kyle and Kellen have a lot of experience in the lure business now not only do they make their own lures which they've been making for many many years they also do private label where they make lures for other companies that don't want to don't want to go through the process of actually making the lure, but they sell it on the market. And so these guys, uh, of course, they'd never be able to, to reveal which companies those are and which lures those are, but they a lot of lure goes through that shop and a lot of lure-making ingredients and everything else. And uh, I thought it would be nice to just kind of focus for this week on the actual lures that Cots Bros produce um, under their line. And they have basically... Lure for just about every species. They've got the 1-800 Predator Call, which is a basic uh, loud call lure. They get the Beaver Lure. They have Evanescence, which is Curiosity Call Lure, with Castor Mink Gland Base um, for coyotes, cats, and and other species. They got Hickory Creek, a Raccoon Food Lure, Carrick Age Gland Lure, Mud Road, a Top Notch Rat Lure, Pile Driver for Mink. Plum River works well for beaver and 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 for coon, um, as well as uh, a few other critters. Red King, uh, Red Fox, Red Fox Glands, um, Spot Shot, Curiosity type lure, Toxie Dog, very loud skunky call lure. I li- I really like the the smell of that Toxie Dog lure. Yazoo Bob, Bobcat uh, lure, and um, th- they've got and several others. So go to Cotsbros.com and go to the attractor section and you'll find their lures there and check them out, read the descriptions and try them, give them a shot. So anyway, thanks again guys for listening in as always. And until next time, keep on talking trapping, keep on thinking trapping. We'll catch you on the next episode.